Welcome to the Tom Castro Shooting Academy podcast. You have now entered the next level. What's going on, everybody? All right, a brand new episode of the Tom Castro Shooting Academy Next Level Podcast. I have a special guest, Miss Christina Baker. Say hello. Hello, everybody. All right, guys. So I decided to bring Christina on because I think Christina is the only person that I've been shooting with for like two months straight lately. Um, it's been it's been crazy. So we've been shooting together a lot. We've been practicing together a lot and uh, training a lot. Yes. Yes. So we just got uh, back from Dragon's Cup. So we decided to uh, get together and uh, see each other again, but through video and uh, kind of sit down and have some conversations about what's been going on in our our lives. I've been a little bit since I did a podcast. I had some podcasts already made, so those already went out, but I missed one. So I wanted to fill this one in. Um, well, let's start off with Christina. You are absolutely kicking ass right now. Brian. Yeah. See, so like one thing about Christina is she's pretty humble. She's just like me about her shooting. She's uh, never satisfied. So I kind of uh, relate a little bit, but that's why I always have to reel her back in and be like, you're kicking ass. You don't even know it. <laughs> Are any of us ever satisfied? I don't know if that's a thing, unless you're like, even unless you're winning like 100%, then I think even then you're still to stay winning. You have, you can never really be satisfied, right? Like I, I guarantee you Nils won all those matches last year and Nils will still sit down and say how much better he could be. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I think that's what makes you great in this sport or in, in life in general, right? Like if you make a million bucks, why does somebody want 2 million? I mean, it's just, it's what makes, makes you great in, in life in general is you push for the next level and the next level and you, you see what those limits are that, you know, you think are holding you back, but actually you're the one that's holding yourself back. Right. So it's at the end of the day, there's no limits that anybody can put on you except for yourself. So, uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, it, it's been, uh, it's been really cool watching you lately. Like I, I know we're really, really good friends and we talk a lot, but it's like for me to sit back as a coach and not just a friend and actually like watch your breakthroughs like happen, like the things that I remember happening but not being able to see, but feel like for myself. And now I'm watching them in you. And it's like, yeah, like I really, I know what that feels like. <laughs> so, I mean, have you felt the breakthroughs at all lately or no? Uh, I'm yes. I'm seeing a lot more and uh, you get that. Oh man, that felt so slow <laughs> um, thing going on in it it's like, well, that wasn't so slow. Um, so, and I'm definitely significantly more aggressive. Um, and, and that's been a mindset change that I'm still working on to keep consistently. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about more. Yeah. I think that's the key word right there is consistently, right? Like <laughs> to where you don't need a pep talk. You don't need that. Um, you don't have to talk yourself into it, right? You're not, it's just, it just becomes natural. Right. How you approach every stage. And that's just how you right. just, oh, I'm going to make ready. I'm going to look at my dot. Oh, right. I'm going to come in this <laughs> with everything I got right. like doing that. Um, Always attacking. Always attacking. Especially yeah. on, um, especially with my sleep schedule. Yeah. <laughs> it's super. So like, I definitely, I definitely want to get into that because I don't, I don't think people realize, like I'm noticing it myself quite a bit. Um, and Dragon's Cup really showed me how much the mental game matters with as well as the physical. Um, you know, I'm I'm physically fit more than I've ever been in my life. So but I'm older. So like I'm 43 years old now, and I'm I I don't recover like I used to. So now it's like when there's a two-day match, it's like, all right, day two. You better after day one, you better get stretched up and and really get ready for day two. Like I don't go home and sit down on the couch and be like, cool, man, I'm gonna drink some beers and and party. I go home and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go hit that foam roller and I'm gonna torture myself for the next two hours of stretching and trying to recover for the next day because I know I have another day of me just trying to push as hard as I can. And I've noticed if I don't stretch or I don't take care of myself physically the next day i really struggle get getting started um i get once i get rolling i think i'm okay but it's that first couple stages where i'm like okay i can't have a drop off here i have to be ready 
you know, on the first beep. I, I can't, I have to be ready before I get to the range. I can't be ready once the I start because it's too late. You know, somebody else has already beaten me there. They are so costly. Those stages where it's like, oh, and I used to approach my first stage of the day like this consistent all the time. <laughs> okay, I'll just get my points to stage, you know, just no big mistakes. Pace mm-hmm. yourself. Not, not anymore. And that's at my level. So at your level, you definitely can't afford that at <laughs> all. I mean, you have to hit the ground running or you're behind. I hear that. I hear that a lot when I'm uh, walking around shooters. I hear that. Well, it's the first stage. It's, you know, you just, you don't want to screw up the first stage. I'm like, but if you, would you have that mindset on the last stage? No. So why would you have that on the first stage? I mean, the first stage points count as much as the last point stage, you know, lock, on the last stage. Clock is ticking. Yeah. So step out there. So hundred percent. So it's like you, you have to be ready to go from the beginning to the end. You have to keep that consistently throughout as well. So like that brings me, that kind of brought me into the tar- part where you're not sleeping very much. Right. And you're not getting a lot of sleep before matches. So it's, so if anybody doesn't know, Christina, tell everybody what you do and, and why you don't sleep a whole lot <laughs> before matches. So I am an ER travel nurse that works night shift. So consistently for every match except for maybe nationals and i i actually dedicated some time for the first couple matches of the year i am working a full 36 hour work week at night so usually if i can get my schedule right it's sunday monday tuesday so i get off wednesday morning around 7 30 and get home i take a nap and then i start doing the things that i need to do um, and if I've started to make that my schedule, because before I'd give a little leeway and I might not get off till Thursday morning, but I've realized now it's just, it takes just like in my everyday life. If I want to be really productive and feel on, it's not till the third day off that I'm any type of normal ish feeling. Um, otherwise I'm going to be tired. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I mean, that affects your shooting, your practice that affects. So when you get to a match, you're spending your first day exhausted, just walking stages, not even like how, so like, it's hard to, to maintain or mentally be there when you're exhausted like that. And, you know, it's kind of like a permanent state of being for me, (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) if I, I definitely felt that this past weekend I didn't quite swing it in because I did Dragon's Cup um, and I did that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday work and then I um, I, I was very ambitious. I drove on a couple hours sleep and I trained all day and then I shot the match the next day and I didn't go to bed as early as I should which almost never happens for me. I mean if it's before midnight you can just kind of forget it. I mean that's like that's a very rare instance where I go to bed before midnight. I think I'd probably have to be in a house full of people and just left alone and just <laughs> feel like, well, everybody's asleep. I guess I should do that too. Right. That but then I'd probably like clean my gun or something. Just talking to yourself, <laughs> looking in the, looking at the corner and yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's just not part of my clock to go to sleep earlier. So, but I noticed that significantly once I got halfway through the match the pre-workout's gone and it just goes it just the energy just plummet down and I I can I can fake the energy I'll I'll go Whoa! I'll hype it up I'll keep <laughs> it going all day even if I'm getting beat up in the match I can keep that up but it's fake <laughs> it's not real well, <laughs> I, you're not, just positive. Well, like, you're... I wish I had your energy I'm like Jesus is driving, but I, I don't have any. <laughs> I mean, you're a pretty positive person. So that that's where that shines, right? Like you're not, like you might not be shooting well, or you might not have a great day or whatever it is, and you might be exhausted, but you're a positive person. So that, that always shines out first, right? When you're, when we're having conversations or when we're, we're on a squad together, I've shot with you quite a bit now and it never changes. Like, I mean, you did a class with me just recently. We did a full class where there was more than just me and you shooting. 
and training. And it was like that the whole time. I mean, you were cheering people in the class and I'm like, okay, we've been here for, I don't know, almost 16 hours. And this girl's still back here. Woo woo, you know, yelling it up and cheering it up for people. And it's just like, that's just your personality. And that's just the way you are. And it's, it's infectious. It It's, it's very nice to shoot with people that are like, I was very fortunate to shoot at uh, Dragon's Cup with a group of high-level shooters, and everybody was like that. I'm like, if this is what the super squad's going to be like, I'm down. I don't think all the squads are like that. I think a lot of those guys were friends, <laughs> but uh, it was like, okay, this is great. Like, nobody wanted to see me screw up, and I didn't want to see them screw up. So I was like, this is the right kind of attitude to have around, you know, good shooters. I hope everybody's like this, but I don't know if it's like that. <laughs> Uh, well, I at nationals last year, I went to check on my friends on a super squad. They must have been shooting an opposite schedule. Right. And I swear, I kind of like backed out of there like, okay, guys. Like, yeah. I know it's serious, but try <laughs> and have some fun. I'm like, oh right. my gosh, that was, it was so intense. Yeah. And I, re I recognize they're shooting at a completely different level with a lot more on the line uh, professionally and things like that. But uh, yeah, this was my, uh, that was, that was my first experience shooting with, um, I guess the super squad I shot with Aaron Edens, uh, Jacob Hetherington. That was probably the only negative thing about the match for me was I really only had Jacob to shoot against in like score wise. I didn't have anybody, uh, in front of us was Mason lane, which ended up taking second overall. But I mean, I really enjoyed shooting with, uh, you know, John Browning. I, we had all the Browning brothers. We had a bunch of great shooters, St Eric Steiner. We had an awesome group um chase lane i mean we had a great group of shooters and everybody was awesome to shoot with it was fun of joking around but i mean serious like obviously nobody's screwing around with you when you're about to shoot or whatever but it was just it was a great squad to experience that pressure and i enjoyed it i was like okay i think my days of shooting with my friends are over <laughs> like i'm gonna start shooting with these guys because i like all those guys anyway uh, but so it was like, all right, well, cool. I like shooting with these guys and they're good, like at my level or where I want to be. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to start, I'm going to start banging out with these guys and see where I go. So, I, cause I enjoyed the pressure. You discovered that at, uh, at the Pan Am. Yeah. When you were yeah, that shooting was, against your top competition yeah. on your, on your squad. And I know you, you really like that. <laughs> I just, uh, I've always been one of those guys that, uh, please, please give me that pressure. I don't know why I just like, it's kind of like when I get pissed off, if somebody tries to screw me over or something, just dude, you don't want to watch the next stage. Cause I'm going to murder it. <laughs> like I'm just going to burn it down. So I've just been, I don't know. I, I just, those moments that I'm supposed to rise up. I enjoy, I like those. I, I like where I have to be. I like those pressure moments, right? Like, and don't get me wrong. Like I feel it a little bit, but like, I would say that the only time I ever got nervous at dragon's cup was my very first stage. Literally. I think I was the next shooter on my first stage. And I was like, you know, you're looking around and you're looking at a national champ, two national champs, you know, actually, I don't know if uh, John Browning is one, one, but he's always at the top. So I'm like, all right, dude, like I'm getting ready to shoot against all these guys, even though we're not, technically competing against each other because I was only shooting against Hetherington for score wise, but I was like, all right, let's go. Like, you know, this is, you know, I basically just had to stand up there and be like, dude, you're the man. Like you can do this. You, nobody's better than you. You control your shooting. It doesn't matter what they do. You own the moment. So I got up there and I just took a big deep ass breath before I even walked up and I rock and rolled the rest of the match. Like I didn't, not one time did I not think that I belong. I didn't belong there. Um, this was the dragon's cup was the best match I've ever shot, but oh. I hate I hated my results. Like, and that's really hard to say because people don't, I don't think people understand that you can shoot the best match of your life and still have a shitty result. Right. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, what's the shitty result, right? Nothing but first for me. So it's anything other than that, like anything other than that is not good enough. Right. Right. So now that being said, I walked away from this match. I think this might've been the first match I've ever shot that practice score finally was a wor was worth going back and seeing where I was. If I just cleaned up two mistakes, I made two mistakes. Well, basically two stages. I made two big mistakes in this match that actually, if I don't make those two mistakes, which everybody can say that I actually won this match. 
I actually had an opportunity. I have never been able to go and practice score and say, okay, I had a chance to win this match. No matter what I would have done. Like, I mean, I would have had to have gone in and made up all kinds of shit. Like, like this, I could just clean up the mistakes and not make up anything. Just go, okay, uh, I forgot this. Okay, add a second here. I mean, things that probably weren't correct, but I was giving myself worse scores just to see where I would be, but take away those penalties. And I won the match. Like, it wasn't like I've won by 100 points or something crazy, but the fact that I was able to go back and look at it was like, oh my God, okay. What I'm doing and what I'm working on is working. Yes. Right? And it's sometimes that's the hardest thing when you get to a certain level to tell yourself. You're like, these guys are kicking my ass. These guys are kicking my ass. And I'm like, yeah, but are they really? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, are they really? So like, as am I finally starting to dial it in? And yes, I mean, I think I've, I've been dialing in for three years now. I just haven't been able to put the results together. Right. And that's been the hard part is because it's like, at the end of the day, you can only go off of your results, right? You can only look at those results and go, all right, well, like, am I better? <laughs> so that's the hardest thing so far. The answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I feel it. I mean, I feel better. I feel better. I feel physically better. I feel mentally so much better than I did last year, but I've also spent a lot of time on, I don't know. Sometimes I think I need that, that kick in the ass. Like, you know, like last year's carry optics was, yeah, that really pissed me off. So I don't know. I don't, I mean, I, I just, I learned a lot about you know, I was coaching and traveling a lot last year and I did a lot of matches that I've never done before and they were all jammed together. And I learned a lot about, you know, the mental part and the physical part together and how much you have to be ready for the match before you get there. It's not when you get there. That's not the problem. It was before I got there. That was my issue. Right. Wow. Yeah. And that's hard to, that's hard to say because I'm like, well, I've never had a problem just walking up and shooting. Right. Like I can go to a level two today and be like, let's go. I'm ready because I'm, I shoot a lot or I have the gun in my hand a lot. I coach a lot, but uh, like, I was just, I was done. Like I physically and mentally were just like, I'm done. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, so it was, it was different, a different year last year. So I feel like this year I actually rescheduled classes because of what happened last year. Like, so not only am I learning in my shooting, I'm learning in how to prepare for the match beforehand. Right. So, I mean, we had a big practice actually just the other day before you went to this, this new match. So we'll go into, we're going to go back to dragon's cut, but I want to talk about something since that, that kind of just rolled in there. So we had a, um, a Christina called and we were talking about dragon's cup and everything. I'm she's going, she was going to go to the doc. Well, which is a local match here to me here in Florida. And she was going to go to that match. I said, and so she basically was like, Hey, listen, I've got to work da, 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 da. And I was like, do you want to try to train? Or, or she basically said, can we train? And I said, yeah, let me figure it out. We'll figure out our schedule. So luckily enough, I was able to um, hook up with a couple, a buddy for, of ours from the class, Mr. Joe Draghi, and he has a range that we could shoot at. So we went out and how long were we out there? Five, six hours or um, at least four. <laughs> What's that again? Uh, pretty close to six. So we were there almost six hours. Now I know why I hurt so much. I didn't realize like my, my legs hurt so bad. <laughs> so I only focused on movement. So it wasn't a class. It was just us training and getting ready. They were getting ready for the match and I'm getting ready to go to Ohio, shoot the Buckeye blast. Um, actually I leave tomorrow and I was getting ready for that. And Christina was getting ready for this match that was coming up on Sunday. So I mean, we just spent six hours just banging out ammo. It was nice because it was three of us too. So it was really able to give each other a break to where one person could shoot, uh, you know, shoot a couple mags or whatever it was. And then one person would reload. The other person would be up ready to go. And I just, I don't know. I'm glad you did that because I think that you, after watching your results at the dock, well, like, cause I was watching your scores as you were shooting. I was lucky enough that they were posting them as you were going. And I was like, ooh, top five, top 10, top 10, top 10. Let's get it. Let's get it. And as soon as I saw a 20, I texted you. I was like, focus, focus, focus up. I knew what happened. That was. She was getting tired. She had lost it. She had been, she didn't get sleep the night before. I texted her that night and said, get your butt to bed. 
I think it was 12. Don't tell me what to do, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do, but tell me what to do. <laughs> I think it was 1230 at night. She texted me something from Instagram. I said, why are you awake? <laughs> Get to bed. Christina <laughs> Baker. I don't know if you met. <laughs> like I am in bed right now. What's going to yeah. happen? Yeah. yeah also, I mean, even more so, I think even more so than just a regular stage, the stage where it dropped off was a full-on hose stage. Like, yeah. you better send it or you're going to miss that activator. Right. So having a tired brain and, like, your energy going down a bit, plus the, like, trying to do the 100%, like, it was... Which I guess you're always trying, but not really. You right, get a little right. bit you're more controlled than that. Hundred yeah. percent. So, <laughs> and then when I had that little, like a little mistake, I didn't meet an activation. I was one shot behind the activator, and I saw it going in the corner of my eye. So, one shot target delta engaged, and then I had to go back. So an extra transition, and then I was like losing my mind when I went through the door to engage the next targets, and it was like. I threw crazy shots. I don't even know what I did. I, I'm sure there was maybe a Delta there. It might've been a mic on a target <laughs> as close as this computer screen is right. pretty much. And, and then I, I did an extra transition. I mean, it was, it just slopped. And then I looked at my time and I'm like, I beat like most of the people at the match on that stage. And I freaking was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so behind. Everything's on fire. And I, burned it down but not in the good way yeah so, so that yeah we talked about that on the phone actually because that that does go away it's not it's not easy it's one of the hardest things that i it's not it's i have to figure out how to way a way to coach that i really do because that is something that i see a lot and the easiest way to get rid of that is to practice a lot of activators um and what i mean by activators is set yourself up like arrays of 10 12 shots and try to shoot the swinger last, right? So start the activator and then just shoot all the targets, bah, 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 and then get to the swinger before it finishes on its first pass or its second pass or whatever it is. And try to rush as much as you put as much pressure as you can on shooting those targets before you have to shoot the act before you shoot the swinger or the bobber or whatever it is. And that teaches you that like, it starts to teach you how much time you have. So then when you get into a match, you can start to understand like, all right, I shoot these targets this fast and this is what it feels like and looks like. So, so part of the problem is, is if you're going so fast that you can't actually see, then you're going too fast, no matter what you're shooting, no matter how good you are, no matter how bad you are. So it, it doesn't matter your level. If you're shooting faster than your eyes can see the next target or the targets in front of you, and you literally have no idea what you shot you're just shooting in a blur. Like you're just point shooting at that point. No matter, even if you are staring at the dot or staring at the target, that's point shooting, right? So that goes away. It just takes time. And it see, that's the thing I, this is why I tell you all the time, like your breakthrough has happened, but you got another one and another one coming. You don't even know it yet because I, I remember being there. I remember sitting down and shooting arrays of ridiculous numbers of targets. I remember having array of 12 targets when I was shooting PCC and we had a double stack swinger that was part of those 12 and I had to shoot it on the first pass. So we'd shoot uh, eight targets or eight shots and then finish the last two shots on the swinger as it came out. So I had to shoot eight shots before that swinger ever even came out. And it was like, Oh, I mean, I remember missing and missing and missing. And then towards the end, I was getting alphas on everything within three seconds. <laughs> and it was just like that was with a draw and everything shooting the steel activator it was crazy and it all slowed down right so it was like oh okay i am fast enough to keep up with this i just had to learn what that felt like and look like um it still make you still make mistakes though right you still miss you still go faster than you're supposed to you still get out of sync those things all happen but it's the being calmer part figuring out how 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 fast is too fast does that make sense so like kicking that door should have been when you kick the door open, that should have been the automatic, like, okay, okay, okay. Settle down. Like we're in the door. It's time to shoot. <laughs> Instead, it was like, I'm going to run up the berm and climb that wall right there <laughs> with my gun shooting the whole time. 
So, but it's little things like that. Like you start to really, like you'll get a sense of calm. You've already started to see it, right? We, I mean, you've had some of it. I've, well, your hits alone show that you have and your speed, your speed's gone up and your hits haven't suffered, right? I mean, they're not everything you want them to be, but they're not going to be because you're still learning that process, right? But think about before what you would have. How many mics did you have at this match? Um, this past one, uh, yep. I think two or three. three. Okay. Three. You had three mics, you think? I don't think you had that many, but let me look. Oh, I, I want to change match. I didn't think you had that. If you did, oh, that's right. It's because of one stage, though. Okay. So I remember now because the one stage you did message me like I had two mics on that stage, but you also went for it. You had oh, three great. mics total. That was great. <laughs> yeah, you had three mics total. Do you have the results from last time, the last time you shot this match? I could, uh, I might. Yeah, I would like to see, I would like to uh, tell our awesome listeners exactly what you got there. Because, so this time, Christina finished third B class, which this is a podium that she doesn't think is good. <laughs> I've been here all year. Ready, What's that? Ready to I've been there all year. I'm ready to be at the top of the podium. Yeah, but have you been on the podium this year? Yeah, all year. Every single match I've been top B class. Every single one. But you've been top three on all of them? Yes. Okay. So what about last year? Not even close. Okay. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the part <laughs> where you have to take a step back. Now, this is me saying this. So I want you to know I'm full of shit on this because I don't. I don't believe this at all, but I tell you this, <laughs> you have to step back and actually understand where your levels are and how much better. So she goes from zero podiums to not, not, not just zero podiums last year to not even close to all year long podiums. I don't know. I would say that's pretty damn good. Yes. And not just podium as in like a, a girl as in, but B class in general podium. So that we're not talking about like, uh, you know, high lady with one lady shooting and that's her. We're talking about actual B class shooter. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're looking at. So if, uh, I guess you could say it's not a fluke. If I got high lady and third place B class at both Dragon's Cup and Duckwell. I did not real. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. You got third place B class at Dragon's Cup? Yes. I'm terrible. I didn't know that. I just remember taking the picture with the first lady one and that That's was a it. big, big trophy. Oh, man. That's so awesome. Lady, which That's I so was, awesome. I didn't I was, know. I didn't realize you were, you cracked out the podium on that too. That's so amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm really mad at that one. But. Well, why? Because you could have done better? Yes. Yeah, but I could have won the match and you don't see me complaining. <laughs> I mean, I feel the same way I do. Is what I do, is. but I don't care. I'm going to lie and tell everybody well, I'm super happy them. about my eighth place. <laughs> we a long way. So. Yeah. so that was pretty awesome. Like, that's pretty awesome. Man, we're like really good friends. And I did not know that. <laughs> Actually, that's, I'm a terrible friend. <laughs> I'm a terrible friend. All I remember, I remember running across the, uh, running across the, the, uh, the hall there just to get the picture with you. Cause I was like, I want to get a picture of her, get a picture of her. So I was like, so I didn't even pay attention to what they called you for. I just knew you had a big trophy and I was like, I'm gonna go take a picture with Christina. <laughs> so that was awesome. It's funny. So this match, they, gave something for third place b class which yeah. is nice i guess or it must have met the qualifications there's more shooters nothing yeah. nothing for a high lady and then a dragon's cup no third place b class trophy but i did get a high lady trophy so I'm oh nice nice <laughs> so that's why so that's why i didn't know if you that's okay so that makes sense that's why i didn't yeah, know I didn't if you took third because yeah. you didn't they didn't send you a trophy for that one okay it was fine i got a big dragon so yeah that's pretty cool but still <laughs> I, what i what i'm looking at is and what's important to me especially as a coach not just a friend but it's the consistency look at where you're at every single match now you want to know where i was at at dragon's cup last year yeah let's hear all right we'll go start with dragon's cup let's hear how good you were last year <laughs> well, no. I, I tried my best this year to make sure I got there early and got my rest. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's a funny story. At a hundred, at over a hundred degrees. I mean, I do hot yoga. I work out in over a hundred degrees, hard. So <laughs> I was like, oh, hot! I'm gonna whoop everybody's butt. I'm so used to this. No, not if you're tired, and not in this game, because yeah. I had such mental breakdowns on these stages last year at Dragon's Cup, adding like sleeplessness and the heat. Because usually I come in completely sleepless the day before to walk stages, completely. And so I will get one night's sleep for like two or three days worth before I shoot. Typically, I've been trying to change that. So this year, I came in on Thursday knowing I wouldn't sleep packing the day before because I'm just, that's how I, I'm. She's an overpacker. Talk about pressure. I work under pressure. Oh, I gotta get on the screen a few hours. I better get packed up. You're an overpacker for sure. You have a hundred pound bags with with shoes and outfits and I had exactly the right amount of shoes for Dragon's Cup this year. You're such a girl. I love it. (laughs) So none of the guys are like the guys are like, all right, cool. I got my cleats and I got one pair of shoes. Let's go. I'm out of here. (laughs) That's awesome. But um I of course so this year i had a flight delay and ended up stuck in fort worth overnight uh got in a hotel around 2 a.m and left for a flight in the morning so that didn't quite work out but i was gonna get in late to odessa anyways uh but that's the most disappointing thing for me that i would have gotten if i still did what i usually did so that is the disappointing thing for me this year for you was that i was really really excited for you to actually get in early get settled be relaxed not have to worry about you know traveling late and then coming in late and getting some rest on before the match because this is a big match um and and then when i text you and you text me i I think i was actually i don't think i even slept the night before either because i was getting ready to get on the plane at three so i was like well screw it i'll just stay up that was a dumb mistake, by the way. Um, <laughs> and you texted me and you're like, yeah, I'm uh, not getting there tonight. I'm stuck in Dallas. And I'm like, what? And uh, yeah, you were telling me about the Uber. And I was like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. $70 Uber to go 10 miles. It was it was crazy. That place was uh, full of people. Yeah. Um, but so I sl- shot that match last year on no sleep per usual, uh, but in the heat. So it added an extra mental fog and I made some mistakes. You shoot it all in one day or two days? Two days. Two days also? Okay, good. So you did the same thing this year. Good. Yes. Easy to compare. I was third from the bottom. Like of everyone or just PCC? PCC. Okay. Not a bit. (laughs) All right, just checking, just checking. <laughs> um, I was 28th out of 31 shooters, something like that. From last, last year. Yes. And so what did you finish this year? 57% or something. Like How many? 57%? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you finish? Th- now, were you C-class back then? No, I've never been C-class. BC. Oh, so you started off with B right away. You went right. straight from the Glock to the PCC and started ripping. Yes. All right, good. So what did you that finish this year? I was not ripping, but apparently you don't have to to be B-class. <laughs> what is your... <laughs> oh, that was so good. What was your... Uh... Not ripping at all. I agree because we're still working on the splits right now. So, and you, which you have improved immensely on, but we're definitely working on the aggressiveness of that trigger. What is your... Uh... So how did you finish this year? Uh, almost 64%. So 64%. And what did you finish this year in uh, your total placement for PCC? Um, I was uh, 26 out of, I think, almost 40 shooters. That's a big jump. That's a that's a big, big jump. I beat M-class people this year. Woo, woo. <laughs> that's awesome. That's really, really good. So again, it's just, you've been and putting the work last in. lady last year, I guess, which is pretty embarrassing, but, um, well, it's not embarrassing. It's just where I was at, I guess, but, um, I was first this year. So what was your, um, so how much did you train this much last year as well? Or no, like last year, did you train as much as you did at the beginning of this year? 
did train a lot. Yeah. Um, but there's been some changes there. I might have a coach this year. <laughs> and I don't, I yeah, a I lot just, of training with you. I, I don't I'm, care about that. I just want to know. I'm just wondering how much effort. But no, I, I mean, I would try and shoot at least once a week. Yeah. Uh, and I even shot. <laughs> here's another thing. I think I actually last year I had. They just didn't schedule me one day, so I was like, oh, I have an extra day, and I slammed as much into that extra day off that you possibly could. I'm like, I'm going to go to the range. I'm going to do this, this, and this. So I trained. I did like a million errands and I pushed it way too hard. It did not work out for me at all. I Um, think, uh, I mean, the biggest thing out of that story, other than your consistent, like how, how much you've grown as a shooter in just that short period of time is, is that your growth in pre-match stuff now. Right. And it still sucks. Like, you still have a lot that you can do better, like pre-match stuff, like getting ready sooner, getting your bags packed sooner, all that stuff. But the fact that you're recognizing that you literally shot in a fog last year for almost every match. And this year you're making an effort to change that. And to me is one of the biggest breakthroughs that you'll ever have. Because I'm discovering that the shooting is very important. You have to be able to shoot to win the game. But if you can't mentally stay in the game, it doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter how good of a shooter you are. If you can't focus and stay focused during the match, you're done, right? And the fact that you're recognizing that, I think, is one of your biggest breakthroughs. Well, so this is how insane I am in, uh, to an extent to help you understand or how much I love the sport and I want to succeed is that I... I'm at the point where I think I know where I want to be as in live. I really like Florida. <laughs> my brother's in Florida. My dad's in Florida. Right. I like the ocean. There's a lot of things I like about Florida. Freedom. And I would, right. And <laughs> I would consider getting a home here and, and actually getting a permanent job. But I, my job right now as a travel nurse allows me to dictate my time off, uh, like within a 13 week period. So I know what matches I'm going to have and I'm allowed to say, oh, I want this off. Well, as a permanent, there's no guarantee I get that flexibility. I mean, sure. I, I will make more money as a traveler too, but I, I'm like, no, I want this. I, I need this Thursday, Wednesday off. Right. And so I, <laughs> I'm i not taking a permanent job just so I can keep keep this up a little yeah. bit. Good. I, I, it, I, it might be out there, but I don't know. Awesome. We'll get it figured out one day, maybe, possibly. No guarantees. I, so when I was in my 20s, that's, I mean, I played paintball. And that my job, literally, I had that specific job for vacation. I didn't care about money. I I just, I was so obsessed with paintball at the time and my wife and I did it together. So it was something that we did to get, we didn't have kids. We didn't have a family, you know, we didn't have any of those responsibilities. So it was like, literally like go to work, make money, go have fun, go work, go make money, go have fun. Right. And it was just, it was a continuous cycle. And obviously that, that changed the sport changed the you know, I, I couldn't deal with the youth that were coming in. I was struggling with, you know, when you were trying to coach a kid and they were just like, huh? He's like, all right, man, I'm, I'm out. It's like, it's time for me to, it's time for me to move on from this sport. So, uh, and then I found this and it's like, little did I know my, right. My life was going to revolve around this <laughs> and I was going to quit my, you know, quit my construction company that I spent 14 years creating and then go, all right, cool. Let's do this now and jump into this full time. So it's been, uh, I was ready for a career change, I think, uh, anyway. So it was good. I just didn't think it would be into this sport. That was weird. (laughs) It was kind of different. And, uh, so like, it's just, I'm, I'm realizing more and more how if you want to compete against the guys who make money doing this every single year, who just literally shoot for companies, they don't have to coach if they don't want to. They can just make their salaries from those. They're very, very difficult to beat, not just because they're amazing shooters, but because they're able to take that time that they need to train. They're able to take that time to 
schedule matches and, and make sure that they have that time before that match to prepare and get ready, physically be ready, uh, gives you more time to work out. You know, if you're not going to a day job, you can fill in that physical fitness part. It, it, and so for me, I have to coach for a living. I have to coach. I have to travel. Like right now I'm going to go to the Buckeye blast, which is coming up this weekend. And I'm had to shoot it on staff day, which I don't usually like to do. Or I don't want to do it because I feel like I'm asking for something special when they do that. But I was lucky enough that uh, Dan and um, Corey were able to get me into the, into the match. And I am going to leave. I'm going to shoot it on Wednesday, Thursday, or Thursday, Friday, and leave Friday after after the match. I'm going to leave midday and tr- fly to Chicago for my class. So it was like making that sacrifice to make sure I could go to that. I still don't have the opportunity to just go, okay, cool, man. I don't have to go coach. I'm just going to go to the match, right? So it's just one of those things where it's very hard to beat somebody who does this for a living. <laughs> It's, it's, you know, when they don't have to have a regular job. So like the fact that you've improved by, I don't know, 20 something shooters and you're now winning, you're taking podiums at every match and you work a full nighttime job. Like, even though you are a traveling nurse, you still work full time. Hell, actually you work over full time because you take a lot of overtime to pay for this sport (laughs) and pay for this, what we do and to travel and everything else. So it's just, uh, it's pretty impressive. I, I really like the mindset you have. It's, uh, it's been, it's been pretty easy to coach you. You think like I do in a lot of ways. <laughs> you listen. Yeah. Oh, you definitely listen. Most women do. I, I will say women are probably the easiest people I've ever coached. Um, they don't always have the physical abilities. Uh, when I first meet them, um, they don't always have that, uh, killer attitude, like mindset, like attack, attack, attack. But I think that's what makes you a woman and not a man <laughs> in the first place. Um, at least the woman I want to be around, <laughs> if you got that attack, you might want to go the other way anyway. Um, but it's like just the fact that I've watched your in, well, I mean, what have we been doing less than a year since October? Right. October. I think Yeah, that's October. Great. That's yeah. even crazier, right? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. See, when you think about it like that, because I'm thinking like, and, and here's the crazy thing about your shooting, like that I've noticed is you took off a month, okay, just recently before Dragon's Cup, because your mom, your dad actually went in for surgery <laughs> and you went to take care of him. And then your mom had like the craziest like health issues, like just boom, out of nowhere at the same time your dad was going in for surgery. So you left spent time with your dad. He has a surgery. Like, good. See you later, old man. Glad you're better. (laughs) And then you go to your mom and spent what, two, three weeks there. Yes. So you took a full month off just taking care of your family, no shooting, no gun, no nothing. You actually skipped matches, had to miss the South Carolina sectional that you were dying to come to. The funny part is, is this is how dedicated you are. You were like, maybe I can swing through as I'm going to my mom's. And you're like, I'm not, I can't, I just got to go to my mom. She's not doing good. And I'm really pissed off at these nurses up here. <laughs> so I was like, just go. I understand. Yeah. I can't believe how hard of a decision that was for me. You would be like, yeah, no, I'm not going to this match. I'm going to my mom. But I was like, yeah. oh, we've been talking about this match all year. I'm so excited for it. I'm like, I even just was thinking about swinging through and not shooting. Cause it's, yeah. it, and it wasn't quite, if it was on the way, on the way, I would have just at least stopped by yeah. and said hi. But it was essentially like an extra several hours. It was definitely not in the, on the way. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I would have had to go way west yeah. um, on the way up to Virginia to do that. And I was looking at it, and I was looking at it, and I was like, oh, no, my mom's not okay. I, have I think that just shows how bit you are in the sport, though, right? I mean, that's just – that's how bad you want it. And, so and- you were there, and – uh Da Vinci was there. Outdoor Dynamics was there. Everybody was there. Ryan Conley was there. Every <laughs> single one of my sponsors yeah. was there. And I was so excited to go, but yeah. it had to, it had to be next. Yeah. But listen, it, your mom's more important, you know, and, and honestly, like I'm so glad I, I went right. And honestly, like stepping back now and seeing all of that, your mom's better because of that. Honestly, because you went to see her, you took care of her for those three weeks. You got the nurses in line. You found the doctor that you needed to find to help you. 
because they weren't helping in the original. And it was a good thing you got there because, you know, it could have been a lot worse. And the fact that your mom is back to walking again, when they told her <laughs> she'd never walk again or move her legs or. Oh my gosh. I mean, it was pretty awesome. She's, she's, uh, she's thriving. It's yeah. incredible. It's pretty awesome. She's a trooper, man. She, she might be where you came from. <laughs> she might have some of that grit you got. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. It's pretty amazing that you, uh, it just, it, I, I sit back and I think, yeah, I would be like her. I would be like, but if I can squeeze that match in, cause I have to go there. Uh, then I go over to my parents or whatever it is. It's like, well, it's and I have to say the only shooting I did get before dragon's cup was the Friday, Saturday before the match with you right. in yeah. your class. And I took your class for the first yeah. time. So I'm, I'm glad you, I glad you came on here. So what did you think about, so you, we've done lots of private lessons and I talked to you about, you asked me, you're like, do you think it'll mess me up for dragon's cup? And I said, hell no, because one, because we've trained together enough and you understand that you're not going to go to that class and take everything I teach you and go rock in, in the match. You're going to, you're going to learn from the things that I teach, but, and you're going to get some things, but you're probably not going to be able to implement them instantly they're going to take practice and you're probably going to get like glimmers of them like while you're shooting but you're not going to uh do it consistently every time without real work or practice behind it but since we had practiced so much we had done so many one-on-one -on -one classes together i you were like you know what do you think about the class and i said listen this unless i see it in our private lessons you're never going to get the full spectrum of what i teach and i i obviously I'm nervous when I say that kind of stuff because I'm like, well, is it really true? Like, cause I, cause I'm like, is it like, cause I, I, we've trained so much, right. We've trained a lot together. We've practiced together without actual training. And it's like, without actually like coach, coach, you know, student type of scenario, it's just been us shooting. So it's like, all right, hopefully I'm not full of shit here because I know my class is different from every private lesson I do. There's a lot of things I touch on. But if the student comes to me and their transitions suck, we work on transitions mainly. We don't go into moving and shooting and doing all those kind of things. Right. So once you took the class, did you feel like there was a big difference between the two? Oh yes. Well, you it was it was everything in your class. Or it a lot of the concepts, it wasn't just we worked on one or two things. Uh, cause it was just four hours or, or something like that. It was all encompassed. It went full circle. That's the word I'm looking for It was full circle. Uh, there was a few things I knew and I was, I was like, yeah, I'm about to rock this. <laughs> this. And That's we've awesome. worked on this already. Right. So that was, that was actually kind of fun to like go into something with confidence and not be like, what are you telling me to do? Yeah. I already knew, but there were other things. I mean, it was all very, very useful. And some of the things you teach, which um, is just something as simple as stepping in, gun first. That was. Yeah, like did we use that? Every stage yeah. at Dragon stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, which it's, that's the thing we do. And it was right. almost every single yeah. stage. I was thinking, I swear, I thought the same thing. I was like, Holy shit. I literally just preached the hell out of this at practice at the, at the class. Like it was a major thing at that match. It's something we should, we should, you know, just something you teach to work on. And I've, I've never worked on that with anybody else before. Yeah. And I've trained with a lot of people. So we um, do it all. We do it a lot. And it's, um, you know, I, I break it down to effort. Right. So like, I, it's so funny. Cause I had a stage where, uh, I posted a video today of some of my mistakes, like things that I consider mistakes. Now, if you go back and look at the stages that I made those, what I was upset with about my that mistakes, I was actually great. shooting those. Yeah, I was, I was in the top 10 on those stages. Like I, none of those stages were my bombs, right? Like I actually I, shot I those stages. I talked back well. to you on Instagram and I hope you didn't take it personally, but <laughs> because I was like, oh, no way. Did he take that personally? <laughs> no, no. Did you see what I wrote? I wrote back. So I said, yeah. I, I wrote back. I was like, no, I was like, it's not because it's, it's, that's why I preach it so much. I preach about the movement so much because you, people don't realize that the gun isn't the problem. It's the movement. It's our bodies. It's the things that 
where we really lose in this sport is time. It's, I mean, it's not, and it's time that doesn't, the problem with the time scenario as part of our points is that you can't see it like hits. You can go, Oh man, I got shitty hits, but you can't sit down and go like, I don't know how many people have come up to me and said, how are you beating me by five seconds? How are you beating me by three seconds? How are you beating me by two seconds? And it's like, because it's all the things you're not looking for, right? It's the, it's those hidden time things. Like when do you exit? When do you pull the trigger? When do you, you know, transition? And it all adds up to be big numbers. It's not one spot. Well, so when I go ahead, no, go ahead. No, uh, go ahead. Uh, it's super simple things uh, that you point out. And even in dry fire, I'll be dry firing, standing still. And then I look down and I'm like, what the hell stance is this? <laughs> I'm like, what the? Yeah. You're like this together. Yeah. And I'm like, what yeah. what am I doing? Yeah. And to not square up in a stage right. or be in a proper shooting stance is so easy to do when you're running around. hundred percent. Yeah. And and just see that, you know, you struggle with that too. We get uh, honestly, we get lazy. We honestly get lazy. We just get lazy. It's, it's, it has nothing to do with whether you, not only that, but it's, I don't even want to say it's lazy. It's more of being conscious minded about those things. Like, and what I mean by that is stage planning them before I ever get out there. So they become subconscious. It's like understanding, like, this is a shit lean, like, okay, I'm gonna have a bad lean here. So how am I going to enter here? Uh, am I going to just run super hard and dive in? Cause that's probably not going to go well. Um, you know, getting my feet underneath me. So there's some things that I just discovered at our last practice that I will discovered at dragon's cup that I'm trying to clean up. So I'm going to go to Ohio and I probably will not focus on shooting at all. That is going to be, even though I want to win, that is going to be a practice for me because the only thing I give a shit about right now is nationals. I don't care about, any other match but nationals that's well, all i care about I, I refuse to be 21st again or 31st i refuse i want that i want my spot right i i want my spot and i'm so mad at myself for dropping the ball over and over and over again especially when i i want that moment of pressure right i don't i like love that moment of pressure so it's like all right but the thing is is there's 40 other dudes up there trying to get that same 10 spots or top spot. So it's like it, but I don't have, I can't do anything about them. I can only do about me. Right. right. So that's, I only focus on me anyway. And that's one thing that I've, that's helped me a lot. I only worry about myself. I don't look at other people's scores. I just, I focus on my stuff. I focus on my scores, my hits, my, I don't even look at my time, you know? So I will tell you the class was so hugely beneficial at dragon's cup and i'm even just realizing it more now isn't that watching, crazy watching your video of your mistakes in your movement and how i stage planned every stage and how i noticed where and it was super technical match right yes the positioning and being in the right spot for every try there wasn't a lot of like oh you're just gonna see what you need to shoot right all a doc well it was like i'm gonna there was only one or two stages where it was like i need to get in this specific spot right. uh really gently yeah to do it right but dragon's cup was full of it every stage yeah and there was one stage so the lean I definitely ran that specifically more than any other position on that stage. And then there was the stage with the door right. the activator where yep. I, a position I took in the right front where I knew I needed to not overstep or I'm not going to be in the right position. And it's going to be yep. this. So I walked it repeatedly in my walkthrough through. I got it right a couple times. And then I even practiced the movement while I was waiting to shoot multiple times over and awesome. over and over and over. And <laughs> I now feel so happy. <laughs> and it took it took so much to do that and recognize that spot. Of course there was another technical movement that I didn't quite get in that stage. But noticing how important it is getting into position and preparing to shoot and being in the proper alignment 
and focusing on that. And that's what you focus on your class. Yeah. Focus on the shooting as much as you are. How much effort are you putting in? And are you putting yourself in the best position possible to shoot? Is what separates your class from other other things, other people by a lot. And that's I what think it uh I try to teach you to shoot like a GM. I, I don't I'm not a I don't believe in classes. I, I classifications hold people back all the time. It pisses me off. I, I hate when people come up to me like, oh man, I can't do that. I'm a B class. What the <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Because you think like that. <laughs> I was like, if me, to me, that's a D class mindset, right? Like, I don't like, you don't, don't give me that negative shit. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> so I watch a G. So when it comes to a sequence of activators, I often, I have found that I can do, I am capable of a GM run Absolutely. on the sequences. Um, like, uh, oh, I don't know if I can do that. I'm shooting with three GM PCC shooters. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that same sequence. Right. Found that oftentimes, unless it's really, really fast, I can. Yep. And at Doc Welp, there was the sequence on that 20, <laughs> on the 20th place stage. I just said, you know what? I'm going to go for it. I didn't quite make it, but I tried. Yep. <laughs> and I, because I watched a video the day before of a GM open shooter shooting that sequence and it was perfect timing and it was several targets. So that means I would have to shoot like a GM all the way up until that spot. And I knew <laughs> I was pushing it. And right. sure enough, I was half a second behind, maybe not even. Right. Maybe not even. So I was close. So I bet you it wasn't a half a second. Time. I bet you it wasn't that long. No, I bet you're right. It was a split worth yep. or a transition. Well, it was probably one. Well, cause you really, cause the goal there on that kind of a target is you want to be there before it opens right. right at the end of the day. Cause if it's there, if it opens and you're just now getting to it, it's already starting to close Probably most, three quarters most of, of them. Right. Most of them. Yeah. So you probably, you were probably right on it. So after watching the video, I haven't seen it yet after you watched that video did you what do you think was the problem did you just not rip the gun or were you trying to were you trying to move slow or what was the issue what put you behind did you put the ball in too soon well uh i probably should have did some shooting before i hit so before. shot the double stack at the bottom on the ground then the ball that would yeah. have given you a long time but you could also have been standing there forever too well, I could have felt less rushed while shooting too and right. been more focused on my alphas. It's, yeah. Um, versus my timing. Well, yeah. let's talk, let's talk a little bit about this is also the stage that you lost your mindset, your energy. So, and this is what we were talking about. Like as soon as I saw that placement, I was like, she got tired. Like she didn't focus at all. I knew what happened, especially when I saw that when you messaged me and said I got two mics. I'm like, oh, she there's no way in hell you get two mics at the at the level that you're at with the distance those targets were unless you weren't like doing your job which you know mics on that stage but it was sloppy oh that was the slot okay so that yeah. was the one you just got behind on that okay i, I did you. all these extra transitions because i was zooming around and trying to i got active. you so it was the next stage after uh well i think it was either the next stage after it had to be next, all essentially the next two stages after that it was for sure yeah. in here, not, not completing what I was trying to do. Right. Like a second pass on a swinger. And I only did one trigger pull instead of two on a swinger that I probably could have nailed. And if I would have nailed it, man, right. I would have filled that stage. Um, and mm. even took, and then the next one I did get, I was nice and calm, recognized where my brain was on, cause it was two sets of swingers with two activators. It was a super fun stage. And the second one I did perfectly. I was super calm. I was like, I double tapped the steel. Nice. And I did the partial target and then a clamshell and then the swinger. And I hit two. I didn't, wasn't, didn't have a mind, whatever. And I hit two on the paper, but I didn't call it. So I waited for a second pass and there were. <laughs> you had three hits on it. Yeah, yeah. I did get two. I bet you the first one was Alpha Charlie. 
and yeah. I got uh, another alpha. So I got two so, alpha in there, but. All right. So here, look, I don't think that's a negative because oh. before, before you couldn't tell me what the hell you hit at all ever when you shoot at swingers, you would just try to trap them. Oh, I am trapped. All of a sudden I'm tracking. Right. All of a sudden I see it. Yes. Activators. Right. And that's just this year within a couple months. All of a sudden I am seeing so much more in activators and I'm not super panicked when it comes to those clamshells. I'm not like, ah, of course, when I see it going away, then (laughs) it's a little different, different. but now all of a sudden I'm like, I'm executing swingers and movers last year at Dockwell. Oh my gosh, no way. I was super panicked. And that's where I would get my mind uh, is during an activation, but no, they came and interestingly also with the activators so i have these ipsic targets going like this and one's a bobber also and <laughs> i ream those and i get them i'm like uh that's like the same distance as those standstill targets and I, <laughs> I just freaking reamed them i don't know if i got a delta on them i don't remember um but even if i did I shot those so freaking fast. I'm like, why am I not shooting the targets that are standing still in front of me? <laughs> the mindset, baby. It's because you know what? When you get to those, when the targets are moving, you you have this urgency they're going to go away. And when are. the targets are just sitting there hanging out, you're kind of like, well, I got all day to shoot at this. And, uh, you know, and you just don't have the same mindset of, I want to get to the last target. I want to get to the last target. I need to get to the last target. I got to get to the last target. Right. And that's the, to me is where most people fail is they don't keep that mindset from the beginning to the end of the stage. And you only need it for 15 to 20 seconds per stage, right? You can have that nonchalant screw it attitude throughout the whole match, but when it's your turn to go, it needs to be, you know, hair on fire kind of mindset under control. Does that make sense? This sport is so, so about throttle control, go fast, go slow, go fast, go slow, go fast, go slow. You know what I mean? But then when you put the gun in there, Everybody messes it up because they take the movement that's really, really fast and they put the gun together and they just do everything super fast. And that's where the penalties come from. Uh, And once you get to a certain level of your mindset, you start to change the way you think about shooting. You start to realizing like, this gun is in my way. Like I'm supposed to get to that last target over there. This gun is really slowing me down (laughs) because I have to hit things. So it's like, but once you understand where the speed is, it's not in the gun right? It's what you do in between the shots. Um, whether you're moving, transitioning, whatever it is, it's all outside of the gun. Every The gun can only go as fast as you can see the gun, right? I mean, yeah, you, you can get away with some shit and shoot some stuff without sights, but how well is that going to work consistently? It's not, right? It's why you see a lot of great shooters not do well consistently. You'll see those home runs, but you're not seeing them finishing it, right? So that's that's the thing that I'm noticing the most is like, all right, my goal at Dragon's Cup was just consistency. All I cared about was top 10, top 10, top 10, right? And, and if top five was in that, even better. But all I cared about was top 10, top 10, top 10. And if I have two stages, just take two stages out, I, I completed that goal. Just those two stages. And one of them, I have no idea. I just, I have no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I used to, the all steel stage, I crushed that stage, but I shot everything I wasn't supposed to shoot. <laughs> so I was like, I'm hitting steel. Yeah, let's go. I don't care if they're blue, whatever. So it was just one of those stages where I was just, I don't know. I was calling great shots. I just, one thing that I will, I, I, the only negative thing I have to say, and I, I, I promised that I was going to talk about this. The only negative thing I have to say about Dragon's Cup, all right, and I'll tell you what everybody else bitches about, the weather, the dirt, um, ROing, I don't care about any of those things, right? Like, if you shoot alphas, you don't really have a problem with the RO. That's the first thing, Um, usually. I thought the RO staff was great. There was some, I think there was some issues with specific stages, but I don't, I'm not privy to that, and I don't care. My issue in this match uh, was the squads. I cannot understand why people don't give a shit about anybody else at the match. I just don't understand if people even understand that if you don't paste, 
Okay. If you do not pace at a big match, a match in general, that you are going to hold the matchup for everyone else. So the biggest and most frustrating thing to me at Dragon's Cup was that I think, and I'm not exaggerating this, I think we shot four, okay, four total stages. This is my squad only. I don't know about anybody else. We shot four stages, and one of those was Chrono, by the way, <laughs> that we didn't have a wait. Every single stage other than that, we had an hour wait, if not more. An hour or more. It was absolutely ridiculous that we had to wait that long because squads in front of us weren't putting the work in. I know there was some scheduling stuff. I know there was two stages that were really big stages that were 32 round stages that were one, you had um, an unloaded start. You had to you ha slap to a magnet. It was a visual start. I know they had a few issues with the visual start, but I can tell you right now, my squad that I was on, we were in and out of there in 45 minutes once we got on there. We were done like that. Let's boom, done. No problem. Finished, right? And I'm shooting with a, a bunch of GMs that are supposed to be prima donnas that don't paste. And I didn't see that at all. But I remember watching people that were, their make ready on that stage was absolutely atrocious. And then they would start after what felt like five minutes to make ready per person they would slap the magnet on, run to the first target, and then pull the trigger without racking the gun. Didn't even know. It's like you spent all that time <laughs> making ready, and you're not ready. So I don't know. Like everybody has their own process, but that was the most frustrating thing for me as a shooter because I just sat and sat and sat and sat for so long at this match that it just completely... Like, and I don't make any excuses. It's my job to be ready when it's my turn, period. But I can tell you for 1 million percent, my last stage of this match, which was stage six, I couldn't move. Like, I remember stepping in bounds and I was, I remember like standing above my body, watching myself going, I'm shooting slow as shit right now. I can't move my body like this. I have to go faster. Like I remember telling myself, like, let's get going here. We have to get going. And I couldn't go. I could not move any faster than I did. I couldn't focus. I couldn't get the gun to go any faster. I just, it, it ended up being one of my worst times of the entire match. I think I ran it in 28. I think Max and those guys shot it in 26 or Mason shot it in. I mean, those guys crushed that stage. Um, now, now I really want to know because I, I was not, I was so pissed because we had such ridiculous amounts of weight on those stages that it was crazy. So what did I say? Stage six, right? So I ran that stage in 2851, uh, Max, Max, Michelle and uh, Mason Lane ran it in 26. I'm not two seconds faster than that or slower than them. <laughs> so the fact that I recognized how, slow I was going will tell you a little bit about how long we sat there so right. oh so I was first up and and I still love Dragon's Cup it's still a match not to miss um, oh it's amazing I'm no I have no complaints other than shooters need to freaking paste so <laughs> do your damn jobs <laughs> thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Tom Castro Shooting Academy next level podcast this is the end of part one tune in next week to listen to part two.